This is Live Well Talk on how to break through your chronic pain. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnityPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, over 50 million American adults experience chronic pain. Returning to the podcast today is the best dressed man in healthcare, uh, Dr. Stanley Matthew with Physical Medicine Rehabilitation Medical Director, to talk about chronic pain and how to break the cycle and also his new location, which we've uh, mentioned before. But welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Honored. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And I had to get dressed up because I'm in a very high quality presence here. So uh, thanks for having us. And just wanted to give you a little bit of update of some of the fun stuff we're doing in the office. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've uh, moved over to the medical arts building across the street. Uh, and just give us an update on the practice. You know, it's been a wild season of growth, honestly, Doc. Uh, we are passionate and have assembled a lot of team members who yeah. are interested in really helping out in this syndrome of chronic pain. When I trained uh 15, 20 years ago, it was a four-letter word that no one wanted to talk about because uh, you saw a patient and you didn't know where it was going to go. And over the last 10, 15 years of practice, uh, I'm hoping we've all gotten better uh, through education. And uh, as you know, Dr. Arnold, the more patients you see, just the better you become as a clinician and mm -hmm. you get more comfortable with diagnosing things. Uh, you know, now in, in our practice, one of the first things I tell all my teammates is the first thing we need to do is reassure our patient that we understand what they're going through and we do want to find a cause for this pain. Uh, I, we start off with our, our basic exams and things that you, you know very well to make sure we're not missing something because there are times with patients with chronic pain have uh, a very, very serious underlying condition. Uh, now, yes, that's far and few between, but it also helps reassure the patient that they're in a good place, that they know these clinicians that are with us are going to be thinking about different things. You have to stay vigilant. That's that's a great uh, observation. Uh, thank you, Doc. And, uh, you know, the other big thing I've uh, kind of spaced out with chronic pain is I think uh, we're in the middle of winter now here in Iowa. Crazy cold out, as you know. Uh, and we get more phone calls than ever that my pain's increased. And I, t I really have uh, gone deep down this rabbit hole of inflammation being one of the biggest causes of chronic pain and uh, um, acute on chronic pain. Something we've been using a lot in our, our practice, which has been super helpful, is a short course of Medrol, just five days to see how the patient responds. We've had tons of patients that, you know, with just a little burst of Medrol, have a phenomenal uh, response to a reduction in pain scores. Um, <clears throat> the other thing we've put a big, big emphasis on in our practice now is mindset. We, we, we were um, talking a little bit before the uh uh, podcast began about Tony Robbins and how powerful the mind is. Uh, every year now, we take care of more and more patients with uh, something called functional movement disorder, which you know better than I do. But uh, just for our, our listeners, it's something so uh, amazing to see that the, the patient is unaware that their legs aren't working, not because there's a neurologic issue, but because it's almost because there's so much going on uh, inside the brain from a psychological standpoint, your body turns off its neurology. Uh, they're not faking, they're not pretending, they're not telling a story. They've done this, um, uh, they've done this unconsciously. 
We've partnered with some awesome, awesome health psychologists. Uh, Dr. Courtney Brenneman and Dr. Benjamin Talman are two uh, killer, killer pain psychologists that are also passionate about getting in and not just saying, take this pill, but let's go deeper and see how this pain has affected your life. Um, uh, Doc, you can attest if you're having a really bad headache, it's tough to have a phone call with somebody because you just can't focus. Having chronic pain for most of our sweet patients is this daily miserable ache. And they're trying to navigate life with their husband and wife, their employer and their kids while they're hurting, you know. So uh, that piece of it has been a, a, a really big game changer. They do one-on-one therapy and group therapies. Uh, Doc, we also have added some new wonderful providers. Uh, we ha- added a wonderful osteopathic physician named Dr. Roman McGeed, and he's brought this technique called osteopathic manipulation that medical doctors aren't trained to do. Doc, I kid you not, this sweet young doctor has been there for about six months, and every day I hear a patient tell me, this treatment is working. Uh, He sets up a a treatment protocol, maybe three or five sessions. And through osteopathic manipulation, he's helping improve quality of life. And I don't want uh, people listening to think, oh, come see us, we're going to cure you. I wish that's the case, and that's always the, 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 the goal, but really our primary goal is to get you living a little better, improve your overall function and quality of life. Yeah, I, I've, I've really bought into that where I like that discussing the goal of therapy with patients. You, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I want to, I want to be healthy to spend time with my grandkids. Okay, that's a great goal. You know, let's, let's structure your health care for that. Um, you know, I, I want to not have pain in my knee when I walk. That's fine. Sure, we can, we sure. can, that's a great goal to set too. Sure. You know, where we used to use the, uh, you know, what, oh, your pain's a seven. We wanted to get it to a four. Well, what's, what's that mean? You know, uh, so, so I do like that functional capacity sort of approach. Uh, and I, I think particularly osteopathic manipulation, I just think there's these fascial injuries that don't show up on a radiograph. They don't show up in an MRI. But some of the therapies that can use to treat those are, are really do restore a lot of function to patients that you can't see it. There's no broken bone. There's no pulled muscle. Sure, sure. But it's there. Sure, and, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I've observed the same where patients restore that function and it's very rewarding. Doc, I'm going to take you back to memory lane when you were a resident, and fifth was the pain was the fifth vital sign. Yeah, yeah. And your attending physician would tell you, if you don't get their pain under control, their heart rate's going to go out of whack. The reason why they're in AFib is because you didn't give them enough hydrocodone today. Right. And you need to make sure the nurse does this. And we've come full spectrum the other way, where now uh, the term is uh, opioid-induced hyperalgesia. And I, uh, you know, science just keeps getting better. But we realize that the overprescription of pain medication has very severe damaging effects. Uh, recently, just a uh, fun fact, we did a study in our office a couple of years ago, it wasn't recently, where we put a few hundred patients on um, a um, magic pill of turmeric, ginger, and uh, one other substance that I'm forgetting. Uh, turmeric, ginger, and, and vitamin C versus placebo. And a very small study, so I don't want you to take any big fact away from this. The outcome was, though, 
that whether it's placebo or the vitamin C, if the patient believed the pain, the pill was going to work, it worked. It reduced their pain. And now in 2024, I say, you know, this channel of getting this mind-body connection going, telling your patients that we understand what you're going through and the goal of these visits is to get you better, we not, may not be able to cure you, is half the battle right there. Uh, Doc, they're doing a lot of studies on sleep now. Oh, you, you know it better than I do. I just, uh, I'm not a uh, advertiser, but I just got an aura ring just to try this thing out. It's supposed to track my, my sleep habits. And just getting your patient a restful night's sleep, Doc, game changer. Uh, no, no opioid needed. No opioid needed. Yeah, you, you well, know? I mean, uh, Shakespeare and Macbeth, they say sleep is, knits the raveled sleeve of life, you know, yeah. that it restores yeah. life. Um, and, and I think that's so true. Sleep is so important. Um, it, it is, you die without it. it is, think about that, you know. Uh, Two days of not sleeping well, Doc. Yeah. Not, none of us are fun to be around. And no, and as you get older, the harder it is to miss out on that sleep. You know, when I was younger, uh, you'd be up for like 45, 48 hours, no problem. You know, now it just, it's hard. Yeah. It's harder. Yeah. It gets harder as you get older. Uh, and you need that sleep schedule. You just don't recover from it like you did. Doc, even simple things, eating too late or uh, too many adult beverages too late can throw off the whole day, you know? So uh, it, it's really oh, I, interesting. Yeah. You know, I joke all the time, you know, back when you're younger, you, people ask you to go out now to, can you go out Saturday? And you're like, <laughs> ah, I got stuff to do on Tuesday because you know you're not going to feel back to yourself until then. Amen, so you're like, no, nah, I can't. Um, times do change. Things get harder as we get older. But but I think that attitude, that mindset uh, is a big deal. And I don't think we quite, we're moving in the right direction from a healthcare standpoint and factoring in mindset and outlook. Uh, but I think we're a long ways off from mastering True. that as an aspect of wellness. But I think it's coming. You know, I think we're moving in the right direction. Um, and, and, you know, back to the fifth vital sign, I distinctly remember the, the drug reps coming in to, you know, as a medical student saying Oxycontin's not addictive, yeah. you know, and if yeah. they, they're having rebound pain, you need up the dose. Sure. Just like sure. The, those, sure. the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, that happened. That that was Amazing. real. Amazing. Amazing. You know, and I, we, we were family, we were watching that dope sick on uh, Hulu or one of those channels and... Um, you know, it was, that's real. That is exactly what happened. And we're recovering from it. I think the CDC and the FDA have have kind of righted the ship a little bit on that uh, use of pain medications. But, you know, Stan, a, a lot of compliments to you and your team because you have a practice that's essentially opioid free. Yeah. And you've, I, I quote you all the time that how you know, get the opioids out of there. And Neurontin is actually a very powerful medication and can be used well in improved patients. And, uh, you know, I, so I think it does provide some opportunities for people when we start to factor in that wellness. Um, and I, I think, you know, you said there's a time when patients, I mean, uh, physicians avoided these patients. Yeah. It's because they, they why, why is that? They didn't know how to help them. Sure, sure. No fun having a patient you can't help, well, right? Isn't the truth. You know, you yeah. want to help yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, like anyone else, you tend to gravitate towards where you can help people, you know, and uh, that those, 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 it's frustrating for the patient. It's frustrating for the physician. 
Um, but you're so right with the chronic pain. Um, it, it just makes hard, makes life difficult. And then the, the patients get frustrated and they mess out time with their family and work. And, um, it can, it, it's more than just a pain condition. It is, it is, it is totally a mindset that has to be readjusted. That's so accurate. Now I don't do uh, workman's comp. I don't do occupational medicine. Sure. I don't think I've ever had a patient that was malingering, that was making it up. That they knew Amen. they Amen. weren't injured yeah. or they weren't sick yeah. and they yeah. were trying They're to fool Extremely me. rare. Yeah, I, that is, rare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be someone that has a degree of pain amplification with an illness that seems out of proportion, sure. but they believe sure. it. Sure. This I've never had a patient that in that 27 years it was actually making it up for secondary gain. That's really rare. Sure. Thankfully. Uh, Doc, on this topic of inflammation, Doc, I just want to pick your brain. You know, uh, so a I'll, I'll, I'll big buzzword diagnosis, fibromyalgia or myofascial pain. Uh, 40, 30 years ago, uh, they diagnosed this as a psychiatric illness, mm-hmm. yeah, D- DSM-5 or 4, whatever it was then. Four. It's five now. Oh, forgive yeah. me. Uh, presently, we're about the last 15 years ago, it became a neurologic illness. Uh, they call it uh, peripheral hypersensitivity syndrome. Doc, my thought is it's almost in the autoimmune family. Now, no one's doing a lot of research on this, but I just want to pick your big brain about this. Doc, what do you think about the role of inflammation in all this chronic pain? I, th- I think it's huge. And one is the uh, what you noted about the medrol, which is prednisone, that a burst of prednisone can help with, uh, whether it's the relative like osteomalacia from not getting enough sunlight as the spring uh, is there. I don't know, but you're right. But look at all the monoclonal antibodies and tumor necrosis factor that you see on TV, these advertisements for these new drugs that are all inflammation mm-hmm. modulators. You know, they're taking chronic inflammation, modulating it and influencing the course of psoriasis, of macular degeneration. I mean, they just go on and on and on. It's every evening. Um, and so I think there's a huge role of inflammation in that. Uh, and some of it is something that we can't even test for. Just because your set rate's normal and C-reactive protein's of course, normal of course. does not mean you don't have inflammation. Uh, I think that's so true. You know, back to fibromyalgia. So early 90s, uh, medical student, and you're on your rheumatology rotation, and you see these people come from all over uh, Iowa and they all have the same history of present illness and review assist. Exactly. exactly. And, 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 and you're sitting there thinking, well, okay, they all either sat out in the lobby and said, hey, here's what we're going to tell the medical student, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, pre- and prepped each other. Sure. Or they have something going on that's similar. And I yeah. think that's where fibromyalgia is. Now, I think it's mindset. I think it's inflammation. I think it's uh, sleep. I think sleep is restorative in that situation uh, with uh, fibromyalgia. I mean, I think there's a lot to it and we certainly do a better job of recognizing treating it uh, than we did 10, 15 years ago. But, you know, I I think you're going to see some breakthroughs in fibromyalgia management in the next five to 10 years. We're open. Uh, Doc, and the role of stress in this, physical and mental, my gosh, Uh, you know, you have a lot going on in life and people think it's not going to affect your health. 
No way. Have you ever seen the picture? I think it's World War One, where they show. Uh, I I can't. I think he was British. He could have been French, but they show a picture of him prior to trench warfare in his civilian life, and then they show four years later and compare the two. And you know, physically, he doesn't have cancer. He doesn't have malnutrition. You know, uh, but he's been through the stress of combat yeah, and yeah. trench warfare and he looks like he's aged you know look at you know i mean look how young barack obama looked eight years later the guy has gray hair you know and jimmy carter's the same way yeah all of these presidents age horribly yeah, yeah they do a lot, they a lot really of pressure, do a lot of pressure other than trump kind of got younger his hair got you know better and but, he's what, more what, tan. What, wild political season, Doc. But yeah. yeah that, we'll, we'll let that unfold. We'll let that unfold. But, um, Doc, and getting tools to deal with stress, we all need it. You know, one thing uh, that I've realized amongst patients and friends and colleagues, everybody needs someone to talk to. And uh, when we go back to what Dr. Brenneman and Dr. Talman are doing, they're giving most people a chance to just be heard. And that's something we're trying to preach in our office. Just let the patient unload on you because they need to get whatever out off their chest because, you know, probably there's no one else in their life right now who's willing to listen. But, I, I, you know, I go back to this just talking about stress and inflammation and how, you know, uh, the importance of uh, being able to decompress and just... Uh, reduce whether it's mental stress or physical stress. You know, you get diagnosed with some horrible condition, some crazy cancer. Obviously, it puts a lot of mental pressure on you and your inflammatory markers go out. But just as severe, you know, your your mom just passed away from pneumonia. Uh, You got to go through that emotion. And typically, we see all of our patients' pain symptoms rise. I think that communication, talking to someone is, is important. And I always come back to what, I mean, what is the biggest punishment and considered cruel and unusual wow. is solitary what confinement. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's perfect, so perfect, putting someone perfect. in a room and not letting them we'll talk, talk to, to anyone wow. is a punishment. Uh, now, there are days we all are like, oh, man, I wish they <laughs> put me in a room and not let me talk to anyone. But you know that's that that is that's that's true and how often do you just you let the patient talk and you listen and they tell you what's wrong with them you're like whoa 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 back up say that again yeah. and then you t- you make the diagnosis yeah. Yeah. we t- doctors that's been proven we interrupt patients too fast when we're talking to them you know what i mean it's like <laughs> like 20 seconds or something like that when they observe physicians they just let the patient talk they will tell you what's wrong with them. Uh, a lot of wise older men like uh, have told me that it helps in the home front too. Yeah, absolutely. Talk, talk a little less and just yeah. <laughs> shut up and listen. Yeah. Yes, that that is uh, what twenty six or twenty seven this June for us. Yeah, Tiny and I. But yeah, yeah, you're better off just to listen. Let her have her way. Doc, you know, we just want people who are listening to know we, we have a, a great uh, team of providers that would love to see you. We added some new uh, nurse practitioners, big hearts, caring people. Uh, not everything is going to work for everyone. And, but And your nurse practitioners, the ones I've worked, very good internal medicine skills. Very lucky. Very lucky. Side very and, lucky. Yeah. Great you know, team. Rachel and Jennifer. I mean, they're, I'm like, I'm very impressed yeah, with their good. internal medicine skills. Yeah, all, all great people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if somebody needs a referral to you, how does that happen? 
a phone call, uh, which I'm sure Chris can put on the podcast or, or a referral from their PCP, but not in mandatory. They can just give just, us a shout. Just call and yeah. we'll coordinate that. Well, yeah. that's great. We've talked about the support. Could you just share with us why physical medicine rehabilitation? Wild Doc, I wish I had a, a, a phenomenal story for you. Uh, it kind of chose me. And then you realize uh, God, the universe, kind of ordained it. Uh, when I was in med school, uh, anesthesia pain doctor took me under his tutelage. And you know, when you're in that young burgeoning phase, uh, a, a doctor like Dr. Arnold takes some interest in you, starts showing you the way. You say, wow, I think I could actually do this. Uh, started doing that and then started leaning this way. And then like everything, you realize, you know what? I uh, Actually, God gave me the personality to deal with this. I have a lot of friends and colleagues that say, uh, Stan, what are you doing? You know, why, why, why are you so interested in chronic pain? And I tell them I sincerely enjoy people. I don't have all the answers. But, uh, Doc, like your heart, if we can make someone's day a little bit better, give them a little bit better quality of life, <clears throat> we've done enough. It, it, getting to know people and their life stories, this is the best part of the job. Amen. I mean, yeah. it really is. Amen. And there's so much, you know, the old saying, I, I think I've, uh, seen more than I remembered. I remember more than I've seen. That's so true. But, you know, there's so many happy moments and peculiar moments that you always, I mean, every day you're like, man, I should be writing this stuff down, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. You, you forget to do that uh, just because you're busy. But, but take getting to know people and getting to hear their life story, because everyone has a story, right? And that, that you just learn so much from them. Um, and you come to appreciate that, and it is the best part of the job. I know that's kind of cliche, but it really is. Yeah. It really, truly is. Uh, Doc, I would encourage you. You heard it here first. Uh, you have a book in you. You need to put you it think, down on paper. Think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have you write the introduction. Happy to. All right. Happy to. Maybe I'll even put on some fancy clothes like you for the book cover we'll, shot. We'll, we'll, we'll go shopping together. Okay, all right. All right. I'm going to take you up on that. Once again, this is Dr. Stanley Matthew uh, joining me today to talk about physical medicine and rehabilitation. He's the medical director of our PM&R department, which is, quite frankly, the crown jewel uh, of the hospital. I mean, I, I really very proud of that uh, service line. Uh, to learn more about physical medicine and rehabilitation services, visit unapoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.